a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover on the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we actually try to slow things down for you just a little bit, help you divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. And there is a lot going on, especially as it relates to the coronavirus here in the state of Utah and across the country. Uh, as things continue to heat up, as there is clearly a little bit of a surge or spike going on in the number of cases across the country. So we're going to break that down. What does that look like? What does that mean? Uh, we're also going to continue as we march uh, towards a uh, a week from today, election, primary election day here in the state of Utah. And uh, we'll be joined uh, during the 1120 block by uh, former KSL radio host, J Mac. Jay McFarland will join us, talk about the 4th Congressional race. We've been getting all of the candidates in to make their final case uh, to you, the voters, before you cast your ballot. Some of you already mailed those in. That's fantastic. Uh, everyone has got to rock the vote from home, and no excuses. You don't have to go anywhere. You can uh, just do it. Drop it back in your mailbox, and away you go. So uh, be an informed voter. Be ready. So we'll do that uh, coming up at 1120. Later on in the hour, 1150, uh, Representative Chris Stewart uh, will join us here at KSL, and uh, we'll get an update on uh, what he is working on, what things are happening back in Washington, and what needs to come next. So a uh, jam-packed hour for you today. Don't go anywhere. As always, I want you to join the conversation, which you can do on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line, 57500. Again, 57500, Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line, only when it's safe, uh, but would love to hear what's on your mind today. What are you thinking about? What do you wish we were talking about uh, on a day like today as we look at what's happening across the country. And so let's start uh, a little broader. Let's start national. Let's look at what's going on uh, back in our nation's capital as it relates to coronavirus and where we go next. Uh, starting this morning, a hearing convened in the U.S. House of Representatives uh, talking about uh, the response of the federal government, response of the uh, health care agencies and so on. And uh, as you might expect... As you might expect, there was a little bit of politics mixed in with the hearing, which is why I think we're going to have to change the name. These are no longer hearings, because uh, in order to hear, you actually have to listen. Uh, sadly, right out of the gate, uh, it went political. Uh, Chairman Pallone, uh, Representative Pallone, who chairs that uh, uh, subcommittee, uh, talked about the impact of the COVID-19 and what was going on. And of course, he took the opportunity to get his social media moment and going after President Trump. On top of the raw devastation of this disease, this committee must confront the fact that it had, had it not been for a sluggish initial response from the Trump administration and a president, in my opinion, putting political considerations over public health, 
we could have done much more to mitigate the destructive impact of COVID-19. Not to be outdone, the Republicans stepped up to the plate. Greg Walden, uh, ranking member on the Republican side of the aisle in the House of Representatives uh, on this committee, was quick to defend and praise the president. Early on, President Trump stopped flights from China and then Europe. He tightened up our borders, established a presidential task force to coordinate efforts and invoked executive authority seldom used except in times of emergency or war, including the Stafford Act and the Defense Production Act, and harnessed the power of American innovation through projects like Operation Warp Speed. All right. uh, So there you have it. Uh, Not surprising. And let me just say this. I actually think there was some truth in both of those statements. Uh, both from the uh, chairman on the Democratic side of the aisle, the ranking member Walden on the Republican side of the aisle. Uh, There's some truth in both of those statements. Sadly, neither of those statements are going to lead us towards the conversation that's going to lead to the solution that the people of the country need and deserve. And that's my problem with those hearings. They're too often just uh, opportunities to get your social media moment, to get a little coverage for the local paper or for the media market uh, where you represent. Uh, and we, we have to get past that. We have to have a different kind of conversation. And while I firmly believe that it is community and culture that lead and the politicians follow, the politicians should also model in terms of how we have the conversations about difficult issues, challenging situations. And uh, sadly, I don't think we're, we're seeing a whole lot of that going on. And so, Importantly, what the hearing was really all about was to find out what's going on. Uh, and so let's go to the scientists. Let's go to the healthcare professionals. Uh, in his opening statement, uh, Dr. Fauci focused very interestingly, not surprisingly, from the scientists. He focused on how we have to understand COVID 19 and how we have to move forward in making sure we get to the vaccine because that's ultimately where we have to get in order to control this thing for the long haul. Here's what uh, Dr. Fauci said in front of the committee. On top of the raw devastation of this disease, this committee must confront the fact that had it not been for a sluggish initial response from the Trump administration and a president, in my opinion, putting political considerations over public health, we could have done. Sorry, that was actually uh, the uh, chairman of that committee. That was Chairman uh, Pallone. Uh, let's see if we can find the Dr. Fauci clip. Maybe, maybe not. Okay, uh, his focus was really on the the vaccine. Uh, he talked about it in terms of it being not an if but a when, and uh, encouraged Congress to make sure that the focus again we got to control things in the short term. We got to make sure we figure out what the vaccine strategy is for the long haul. So that's the that's the real key. Let's bring it a little closer to home now. Obviously, cases in Utah uh, have been rising. Uh, we, we shared a statement yesterday uh, from Dr. Angela Dunn, uh, who is uh, part of the uh, Utah Department of Health. Uh, she has been very cautionary of late, uh, saying we have to be careful. Uh, we're in this really critical risk phase in the pandemic. And uh, according to her, that we, you know, we need to make sure we're, we're using face coverings and, and masks, that we're doing social distancing. We're doing all the things that we know we need to do. Uh, the problem is we've, we've all sort of exhaled. And in that exhale is uh, where some of the challenges have emerged. Uh, and so to me, that's the, that's the test is we got to stay vigilant. We have to stay disciplined. We talked about uh, last week how, uh, how 
hard it is uh, to do the moderation thing. <laughs> we're good at hunker down. We're good at wide open. Uh, moderation is really tough, whether it's a diet, exercise program, or a pandemic. We're really good at the ends, but we're, uh, we struggle with uh, being moderate. But that's going to be the, the test for us moving forward. Uh, we've seen some criticism come out as uh, things have continued to spike here in the state of Utah. Again, as that trend continues up, uh, many have said, okay, leadership, where are we? Where's the, uh, what's the next recommendation from the task force? Uh, and some interesting news today in terms of the task force, uh, that the task force has, has sort of been sidelined and, and uh, kind of put on the shelf. Uh, they're not meeting regularly, haven't for a little bit. Uh, and so that's the an interesting test. Of, so where where are we leading? Who's in charge? Who is deciding and, and advising the governor in terms of what steps the governor needs to take? What about the local mayors, the local counties? Uh, how how are we really doing that? And who's leading and based on what? So what's the data show? What's the uh, strategy? Uh, and how do we make sure that we're getting all the right pieces and the right information to the citizens? I think one of the biggest things that we're struggling with right now is uncertainty. Because when when if people have to think about it, it's like, well, am I supposed to do this? Are we orange or yellow or soft green, fast green, safe green, total green? Where are we? Uh, the more people have to think about it, the less likely they are to act with certainty and with confidence and with sustainability. And that requires leadership. Uh, leadership has got to step forward and say, here's where we are today. Here's what gives us confidence. Here's what we need to do next. And citizens of the state, here's here's what we need to do. Citizens need to do the same thing in terms of what you're doing personally, what you're doing with your family, in your neighborhood, in your place of work. Uh, what are you doing to make sure you're doing what's within your control? Uh, it's not that we have to run around like the sky is falling or hunker down as if it's the end of times. No, we need to engage and we can do it smart. We can do it safe. We can do it in a positive way. We can do it in a productive way, but that's going to require leadership at every level. There can't be any question in terms of where we are and what's next. Uh, certainty is really the call because uh, there's a lot of chatter. There's a lot of noise out there. Uh, you go to social media, all kinds of noise, all kinds of chatter. So it's easy to get confused or it's easy to get uh, off balance as a citizen and then you're not sure what to do, so you don't do anything. And I think that's part of the reason we've got that rise in cases. So we're going to continue to monitor that uh, all day long as we go through here on KSL News Radio. We're going to go ahead and step aside. When we come back, we'll pick up our conversation with Jay Mack. Jay McFarland, candidate in the 4th Congressional District, is next. Final, final argument for him on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.